Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. It is a privilege to be in God's house today. Man, uh, Matthew chapter 28, and while you're turning there to verse number 18, I uh, just want to say this morning, um, <clears throat> we have a few pastor appreciation festivities taking place at the conclusion of the service today, and again tonight, so please be here for that, you don't want to miss that, an opportunity to honor our volunteer staff here at the church. We love and appreciate each of them so very much. Um, we can't do what we do without you. Amen. And uh, there is no act that is uh, not good enough. So uh, thank you for all that you do. Um, now, for, if there, for anybody here this morning in a, uh, a post, post-COVID world that gets nervous when people cough in public, you're going to be as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs this morning. <clears throat> All right? So I've got a, some asthma stuff going on, and I am, I am not in a condition where that I should be contagious. And I am fully medicated this morning and hopefully covered by the blood. And we're going to do the best that we can do today. But I just wanted to give you fair warning. That way, uh, hopefully, you won't be too, too nervous this morning. And I've given Brother Malone fair warning in case the microphone needs to pass to him. Amen. And he's so excited about that, I tell you. He's just anxious to get a hold of this microphone. So Matthew 28 and in in verse number 18, we're so glad to have everybody in the house of the Lord with us this morning. Thankful to have Sister Judy Wilson playing with us on the organ today. Thank you so very much for your help. And uh, we, are, we are appreciative of that. Uh, the Bible says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You may be seated this morning. The Lord bless you for standing for God's word today. I want to talk to you this morning, and this is most likely going to be a, a, a two-part today and, and next week, but our subject matter for this Bible lesson today is Jesus, he is the only answer. Jesus, he is the only answer. After Jesus rose from the dead, he remained on earth for 40 days. 
Acts chapter 1 and 3 is a passage that explains that Jesus was showing many convincing proofs that he was truly alive from the dead. And he spoke to the apostles about the kingdom of God. At the end of those 40 days, Jesus assembled with the apostles on the Mount of Olives where he spoke his last earthly words. And in these final words, the mission of the apostles is finally summed up, what their mission is to be. We have coined the phrase, mankind has coined the phrase throughout the ages that this is known as the Great Commission. Now you will not find those words necessarily in the Bible, but that is kind of what, how it's been summed up and described. The story is found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and in the book of Acts. We have four different passages of scripture that cover this final scene of Jesus on earth before he ascended into heaven. Now this is kind of the setting for our scripture text this morning, leading us back into Matthew 28 and 18, and I refer one more time to verse number 19 where the Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Matthew 28 and 19. Baptizing them. Can we have verse number 19 please? Baptizing them in the name. Now I want you to look at your neighbor this morning and say in the name. Now what follows is a representation of a single name. All right, now this, this should not be anything new for us today, but just because it's new doesn't mean it shouldn't excite us. Because this is the core, one of the core foundational principles of our apostolic doctrine today, founded in the Word of God, that Jesus Christ is our answer. He is the name by which we are saved. He is the name by which we are baptized. And it starts... Now, I know we love Acts. I do too. But it starts right here with some of Jesus' final words, instructing them to go and to baptize in the name, the single name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Recognizing today, founded in our English language, that Father, Son, and Holy Ghost might be nouns, but they are not pronouns. They are not proper names. They are not, you cannot state this morning, I could not call out Father and just get the single person that I want to get. Because there are multiple fathers here today. If you're a dad here this morning, raise your hand. So if we say Father, or Dad, or Daddy, or whatever, whatever uh, moniker you go by today, some of us, maybe many of us, are going to... Was that mine? Because it's not a proper name. But it's leading us to whom the proper name is. And that from that we should be baptized. Now let's go to where the church was founded today. In Acts chapter 2, in verse number 38, we know it. We should be able to quote it. We should be able to live it today. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and what? Be baptized. Every one of you. How? In the name. What name? 
the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This becomes the outlay of understanding of how they physically conducted their baptism ceremony. In the name. We find in Acts chapter 4 that the Bible tells us very plainly, neither is there salvation in what? In any other name. That tells us salvation comes by a name. So if salvation comes by a name, what name? Neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we... What name is he talking about? He was talking about the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 8 and verse number 16 says, For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of of the Lord Jesus. Acts 10 and 48, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Also referenced from Acts 9 and 5, we find that the name of the Lord is Jesus. Now we call him Lord, we call him King, we call him Savior. We call him Master. Isaiah called him Wonderful. Counselor. We're coming upon that season. Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Prince of Peace. Everlasting Father. I know I didn't get him in order, but they're still there. Right? We call him all we call him majestic. In the Old Testament, one writer even called him terrible. Because he was referring to how great and magnificent he is. We call him uh, El Shaddai. We call him healer. We call him protector. We call him provider. We call him doctor. We call him awesome. We call him majesty. We call him beginning. We call him ending. We call him alpha. We call him omega. We call him uh, Aleph, if you're speaking Hebrew. We call him Bet. We call him the front. We call him the back. We call him in the church. We call him outside the church. What do we call We call him everything today because Jesus is the answer. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Acts chapter 19 and verse number 5, and when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 22 and verse number 16 says, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Once again, the name of the Lord is who? It's Jesus. We just read every time the Bible records the name in which anyone was baptized in the New Testament church, that they were baptized 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. The apostles understood exactly what was being said in Matthew 28, 19. It is possibly one of the most widely debated scriptures that I have ever come in contact with is this verse of passage where Jesus is instructing them how they should baptize hereafter. When Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, the apostles knew that the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost was Jesus. Jesus identified himself so that this would not be such a great mystery to his disciples. Jesus spoke more about his name. He said that his name is the name of the Father. Now if we'll go to the book of John chapter 5 and verse 43, he says, I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. The angel announced, and, and we're, we're going to be possibly rehearsing this in the next eight weeks, but the angel announced in Matthew 1 and 21, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. The name of that son is Jesus. Jesus said that the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. In John 14 and 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in, what? My name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Jesus is the comforter in John 14 and 18. The comforter is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of Jesus. And the name of that spirit is Jesus. It appears Jesus is speaking in riddles, but what Jesus is really doing is revealing to those around him what his true identity really was. Now some people will mock at us and say that you are Jesus only and you discard everything. And I would, I would argue that point today and say that we are not Jesus only. We are Jesus everything. Because it is in Him that dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It is in Him that as a man, Jesus was telling them that He was more than just a man. And the only way to do that was to tell them that His name was identified with and as the Father. And that His name identified the Son. And that His name identified the Holy Ghost. As a man, Jesus was revealing to them that he was God in flesh. He was Father, Son, and Holy Ghost robed in flesh. In Jesus dwells the Father and the Son and the Spirit. These three are one and the same. The eternal Spirit of an invisible God dwelt in the fleshly man, Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. When Jesus said, I and my Father are one, they responded by picking up rocks to stone him. Now imagine this. He's, he's talking. Now, uh, my, my wife and I listened to 
the, the message Bible. We've been doing the chronological Bible message version, and we listen to it, and I tell you, we are to the point where Jesus, he's letting them have it. Uh, I mean, we're in, we're, in, we're in New Testament Jesus uh, ministry life, and uh, whoo, he spoke some good words. And he spoke, Brother Andrew, he spoke some plain words. And uh, he got their attention. He got their attention so much that whenever he said, I and my father are one, their response was to pick up stones and to be ready to stone him because they said that he was making himself God. Every time he claimed himself as a deity, as God, they wanted to stone him. It is the same claim that caused him to be condemned to death on the cross. So when Jesus said, go, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, the apostles obeyed this great, wonderful commission so that every time they baptized someone, they baptized them in the name of Jesus. Now this is the account as it is in the book of of Matthew. Now let's look at Mark's writings for a few moments here this morning. Mark 16 and verse number 15, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You know it's amazing, and I've realized this through, through listening to, to the Bible daily, it's amazing how you can get the same story. We do it, we do it probably every day of our lives. You get three or four people around to witness something, and somebody comes to investigate it, and then they pull you off one by one, your, your words are not going to align up 100%, right? Because we all have a way of speech. We all have a certain way of explaining things. But the spirit and the meaning behind what's being said matches, right? So it's just amazing to me. I enjoy seeing how Mark saw things maybe through a little bit of a different lens. Maybe he caught a word or two, or maybe Matthew caught a, a, a tone or a snare or a snarl a little different than what Mark caught, but their stories are nonetheless largely equivalent, but still a bit of a different reading angle, I suppose. So he says, and he said unto them, verse number 15, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned or cursed. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Now, this is Jesus speaking. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Now, let me, let me just stop right here. Now, I, I do believe that our God is powerful enough that if you get into, you reach into the weeds, and you get struck, that he is, he is able to protect you. Right? Do we agree with that? Now, what we are not advocating, and I, I feel a necessity to say this this morning since I'm from Kentucky, what we are not advocating is that you go and that you reach your hand into a box 
as a mode of worship and testing of your faith and you reach in and you grab yourself a poisonous snake and you draw that bad boy out of that box and assume that if God has accepted your worship you won't be bit and if you are you won't die now ladies and gentlemen that is just utter ridiculous it's not the word of God it is contrary to the word of God because we're not supposed to tempt him and to think that I am going to judge my faith by whatever happened come on that's as far away from biblical truth as you can get that's not what this is saying. And we'll, we'll get to a little bit more of what this is saying, but that's, that's not what this is saying. So if the take-up servants drink any deadly thing and shall not hurt them, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. All of these things are things that shall be done culminating from verse number 17, the leading statement that Jesus speaks, these signs shall follow them that believe. Three words. If we go back to verse number 17, Brother Trevor. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Three words that follow that is the introduction to all of the things that would be done that are signs. Jesus says, in my We are wasting our time if we try to do anything without his name. Let me just move on. Jesus said these things will happen. He said they shall happen. It's not a suggestion. It's not a maybe or might. Shall, shall is not a, it's not a, it's not a, a word that's teetering on the teeter-totter as though, uh, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. Shall is not an indecisive word. Shall is it's going to. These things will happen to those that believe and are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They shall cast out devils. <clears throat> that one makes some of us nervous. Because we think only of the literal casting out of the devil. Now, that has its place. Right? We've, we, have, we have witnessed that in our life and times in First Apostolic Church. And not just First Apostolic Church. We have witnessed that through the Word of God. That has its place. Uh, but there's, there's a deeper meaning here than just casting out devils in, in, that, in that type of nature. There's a meaning here that they would be able to cast out bondage that people are bound by. Because that's of the devil. Bondages that keep us from our victory are not of God. So there's a symbolism here. Well, let, let, me, give you, let me give you some examples today just so, so, so you'll believe me. Alcohol addiction. That's a bondage. Drug addiction. Now, those are the two top that we really think of. Let's go a little deeper. Hatred. If you hate your brother, the love of God is not in you. Because God is love. So, hatred. 
is a demonic bondage. Bitterness. I'm pausing both for effect and so I can catch my breath. Bitterness <coughs> is a bondage. Why, do, why, why is it so incredibly difficult to get over my total disdain for somebody and, and forgive them? I'll tell you why. Because it's a spiritual bondage. Now, it requires effort from the person, but it also requires some intervention where that we cast out. Forgive me for saying it, but I didn't write it. The Word of God did. We cast out devils. It's not always that you are possessed by a devil, but you might be oppressed by the bondage that he brings. hope that's making sense this morning. They shall speak with new tongues. We know what that's referring to. And that, that deliverance of the Holy Ghost was manifested a few days after these words were spoken. 40, 40 days or so after these words were spoken. Or 10 days. I don't remember exactly what the day is. But within days it was, it was manifested in the upper room. They shall take up serpents. And we just touched on this just a moment ago. But let's go a little bit deeper. Meaning that after you've been born again of the water and the spirit of God in your life into that new life with God. The same kind of serpent that deceived Adam, or deceived Eve, I, I think he deceived Adam first, even though he was quiet. I don't blame Eve for everything. Well, th thank you ladies for saying you agree. I don't know where the men are, but, but thank you ladies. I do not blame, well, that's a different story, that's a different lesson, we'll save that for another time. The serpent that deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden will come into your life and try to deceive you and take away from you this new life that you've received and found in God. But unlike the Garden of Eden, when you have believed in Jesus with all of your heart, you've been baptized in His name and you've received the Holy Ghost, you now have the power to pick up any deceiving spirit and throw them out. Now that's a new dimension and layer of understanding on they shall take up serpents because now we're not talking about the, the natural and the physical and, and all of the those things. We're talking now about the spiritual things that get picked up in our life and we need to be sensitive to those things to say, that's not of God, I'm not, do I'm not doing that. So they shall take up serpents. Any deceiving spirit be done with that. If they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them. Meaning that God will give divine protection when they are unknowingly attacked. Don't, don't, go, don't go drink you a, a, a shot of mineral spirits and say oh but if it be God's will It's not God's word. They shall lay hands on the sick. I'm about to land the plane this morning. I'm about giving you everything I've got. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, this is, let me remind you, this is Jesus speaking. 
to his disciples about what they are going to do in his name. They shall lay, meaning that those who have believed on, in Jesus Christ and are baptized in his name, filled with the Holy Ghost, will be able to lay hands on the sick, pray for them, and they will be healed. We've just come from an environment where Jesus has been performing miracles. The disciples are with him. My favorite miracles that he has performed, I guess, I guess they all should be our favorite, right? They're miracles. They're great. They're vast. They're wonderful. and Nobody could do it but God. But the ones that really, really get my attention are the ones where he didn't even physically touch anybody. Where he just looked at him and said, go your way, it's done. Sister Margaret, there is no other power on this earth or in this universe or in the world to come that is any greater than the name of Jesus that can just speak a word to say, when you get home, your kid's going to be healed. Because we see a transfer. We, we believe in laying on the hands of, of the sick here in this church, and we believe that that is founded in the word of God. But we also believe that there's, there's no power in us, there's no power in the hand, there's no power in the oil necessarily, but that formula of following God's word, that there is a transfer that takes place physically when we lay hands on the sick that God is able to move. We believe that. <coughs> but for him to just say, go your way, your daughter's made whole. Man, that's power. And there is no power like that in heaven and in earth except for in the name of Jesus. They lay hands on the sick, pray for them. They will be healed. Why don't you stand with me this morning? We'll close this portion of service, but I don't want to close it without acknowledging him. And acknowledging who he is, we'll, we'll pick up from here again next week. But I'm, I just want to remind someone today, Jesus, he is the only answer. <coughs> Jesus is so much the only answer that if he never heals me again, I still believe he's a healer. Jesus is so much the answer that if he never performs another miracle in this earth, he's performed enough already for me to know that all power in heaven and earth is given unto him and that there's none like him and that he's still wonderful and that he's still counselor. He's still the mighty God. Aren't you thankful for Jesus this morning? Why don't you lift your hands and just give him some praise today? Let's give him some praise today and talk to him about how wonderful he is. Mighty God, we love you today. Oh, he's so great. He's so great. There's none like you, Jesus. Oh, there's none like you, Jesus. We are so thankful for you. We are so thankful for you. 
Amen, 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 amen. Aren't you thankful today for the name of Jesus Christ? How many is thankful to have been baptized in the name of Jesus? Amen. For there is no other name. Amen. Lord bless you today. You may be seated. Amen. We are working our way toward transitioning to our next part of the service. <clears throat> Thank you for being in the house of the Lord with us today. Isn't it good to be in church? Amen. It's so good to be in God's house. Amen. We will have service this evening. Service begins today at 6 o'clock. Brother Alex will be ministering tonight. Uh, he and Sister Grace will be back, and we are so looking forward to that and what God will do uh, for us in the service this evening. Amen. I will now turn this part of the service over to Sister Sarah. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.